that point to say that you don't have to know everything um, to get your foot in the door. Right, right, exactly. You don't know. You don't. You you don't need to know everything. So you went. You worked at help desk. Mm-hmm. What led you to cybersecurity? Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. Worked in help desk for a while. Um, ended up working for Hewlett Packard. Got into yes. a lot more um, senior positions as far as uh, organizational. Um, functional roles with like implementing large technical projects and all. And I knew I wanted to get into cybersecurity because that was like a buzz were going around in the, around the office. It's like, Hey, you know, cybersecurity is where it's at. That's the future. Blase, blase. And um, I, I saw a role with Tripwire that was, um, oh. a, <laughs> was a technical support position. And so I, I leveraged my background in just general IT to land me a senior technical support position with Tripwire, where I really got to get hands on with cybersecurity software, talking to, you know, users and practitioners in this environment, understanding what their pain points were. And and that just kind of set it off from there. And it's, uh, I've never looked back. I really enjoy this field. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tripwire is a Okay, I see you trans. So what was you doing at HP? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I started off at Hewlett Packard as a technical consultant. So there, yeah, I started helping with the implementation of a lot of our enterprise um, products and softwares. So um, like hardware, data um, server, server racks. Um, helping people troubleshoot those, understanding how they work and getting them set up for their environment, along with some of our uh, software that as far as uh, our, our networking equipment. I think we used to have a, a virtual connect module that was like a network that would switch that would go into an enclosure. And from there, uh, it just kind of grew. I kind of feel like I went off the question. What was the question again? No, no, the, the, the question was what you was doing at HP and how did HP led you to Tripwire? Because Tripwire is security. Right, right, right. Well, th- there, there was a small gap after uh, Hewlett-Packard where I spent a, a small short time as a DevOps instructor. I really wanted to kind of get my hands around like virtualization and a lot of the technologies that were coming out back then. You know, that was when cloud yeah. providers were really getting high um so I, I really focused in on like AWS, uh, my knowledge of Azure and the Google Cloud platform. And I used all of that expertise to land me that entry level role in a cybersecurity company. Oh, OK. And then you moved to Tripwire mm-hmm. where it's all security based, yeah. right? Yes, 100 percent. Yeah. How was that transition? Um, I'd say it was, it it was fairly easy because of the prior experience I had in IT already. So a lot of the language was the same as far as like the technology, the biggest challenge was the, the mindset shift to understand that, like what security means, um, how it impacts people and why is it important and keeping that like top of mind. Versus just a regular IT job, you may not, you know, security may not be top of mind at Tripwire. 
security was definitely top of mind um, and just getting into all the best practices, the compliance frameworks. Um, yeah, the, 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 the list is long there of all the things that Intel cyber. Yeah, yes. But um, I'm glad you mentioned that mindset. Was the mindset different than HP than working in the infrastructure side? In yeah. HP? yeah, definitely. Um, infrastructure is about like keeping things running, keeping your mission critical systems up and going. Cybersecurity is around protecting that data protecting data, preventing intrusions, preventing misconfigurations, things that, you know, if things go wrong, they have uh, significant impact on organizations and people. Right. Right. Oh, okay. We have a question from the audience. Sure. Uh, Kevin asked, um, I mean, not Kevin, uh, whole cyber human initiative asks, Kevin, are you involved with communities like black and tech? or others like that? Um, not necessarily. I'm, I'm not involved directly with like Black in Tech. I will say that I do try to give back and participate in any type of uh, program that I feel like will help serve people that look like me get into this field. Um, I've done um, speech and outreach with uh, programs called like City of Refuge, um, I'm, I'm a big advocate and promoter of the organization Year Up. Um, I think they're doing an amazing job trying to get underserved uh, communities into these um, cybersecurity and IT professional jobs. So I, I really appreciate that, um, but not officially um, associated with Black and Tech. Okay. Okay. No problem. Um, all right. So... Now, at Tripwire, mm -hmm. what was you doing at Tripwire? Oh, wow. So at Tripwire, again, I started off as a uh, support engineer. And I, I, shortly after the, me starting, I ended up going into the uh, technical product management role where I really got to leverage some of my earlier skills. And that's something I like to call out. You can always like build upon other jobs, other things that you've done. Um, they'll come back around. It's funny how life comes back around. So um, you may remember I'm, I talked about being a DevOps engineer, instructor. And so essentially I became a product manager and what Tripwire was working on and I was able to help you know, launch was their first cloud security uh, product there. So I was able to create a product that would help secure Kubernetes, AWS, Azure, Google Cloud platforms um, for configuration management, vulnerability management, and also the scanning of, of like Docker containers and images. So that, that, oh. that's what happened there. Oh, okay. And then from Tripwire, mm -hmm. how did you meet AJ? Ah, how did I meet AJ? Actually, I was doing a uh, speech for the SANS organization around oh. cloud, cloud security. And me and AJ were like both on that same, I think, uh, series. Yeah, yeah. A AJ is an instructor for SANS, right? Yes, yes, he is. He is. So he was on he was on that series and we ended up linking up after I did my speech, kind of just chatting and talking. Um, we got on a Zoom call. Talk, I talked about what I was working on. He talked about what he was building. And, you know, AJ, he's such a great guy. He um he said, you know what? I think in the future I want to bring you on my team and have you work with me. And um, 
earlier this year in March, the opportunity presented itself. And um, yep, that's where I've been is at Bike Check uh, doing our thing, making compliance suck less. Oh, so, so he uh, headhunted you. I would say uh, <laughs> I, 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 maybe so. Maybe <laughs> yeah. So now, what are you doing with a uh, with Bite Check? Oh wow! So at Bite Check, we've got some exciting things going on. So like we're we're in a space where we have other uh, other players in our industry, but what we're really focused on is creating that differentiation in our cybersecurity product and process as an organization. Um, we're launching a version two of the cybersecurity platform that we use for our customers. And I've been working very intensely to get that going and live and get customers in onto our new platform so we can continue to make compliance suck less and streamline a lot of the challenges that like organizationals has have uh, with getting their SOC 2 and other compliance frameworks. Okay. Okay. Um, so what was your biggest struggle with getting into cybersecurity? Cybersecurity, um, in, in, in particular, um, let's see, what was my, I think getting in, there was just a lot to learn. There's a lot of alphabet soup, lots of acronyms um, to try to figure out, trying to absorb as much information as possible, but then also like giving yourself the grace and understanding the know like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm working with people and all of this is a people business. So it's about connecting and networking with your immediate manager, the people that you're trying to serve as far as your teammates and customers. So I think that mindset shift has helped me be um, successful, always continuous learning and pitting people as a primary focus of, you know, this is what we're here for. Right. So as someone, you know, this is breaking into cyber, right, uh, yeah. podcast where we help people transition sort of like what you did from the aquarium, from the gift shop of an aquarium. That is awesome story man <laughs> till now you you know you're uh working not only in cybersecurity, you're working for a, min a startup a minority owned business mm -hmm. i mean that that is yeah. you know uh so you said always continuous learning right 100 percent. which i agree with how though oh man you've got to like as you know a newbie how Oh, saturate yourself. Um, <laughs> saturate yourself. I'd, I'd like to say, like, find something that interests you. Cybersecurity is broad. Like, nobody knows all of it. Um, so find something that interests you, whether it's vulnerability management, whether it's like a user and entity, a behavior analytics, um, you know, uh, find something that interests you and really, like, become a, a, a uh, expert in it, in, in a sense that you're you're studying, you know the the hottest uh, topics that are in this particular niche. Um, you understand the risk and what organizations are trying to prevent and protect themselves against. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, it's um, this is a big field. Yeah, and um, I think people are getting lost in just the complexity and the. And, uh, you know, of the field. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, continuous learning is important. Um, is it is there any platforms anything you suggest they be a part of? They join? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always tell people like you know one get on LinkedIn. Um, I would assume that most of your audience is on LinkedIn yeah. already, but um, yeah, make sure you're LinkedIn with people who are in the field that you're interested in. Begin to follow their content. Um, begin to see, you know, uh, where where they're where they're learning their information from. A lot of times, one of the great things I know is that, like, when people learn stuff, they typically share it. Find out where those sources are that they're, you know, the people that have the role that you want to, where they're getting their information from, and and, and kind of leech off of that in a sense to build your knowledge and your skill set. Um, there's, you know, Twitter. Make sure you follow prominent thought leaders in your uh, area of expertise. Then there's all the other tools, YouTube, you've got Udemy, uh, LinkedIn learning, where you can really you know, hone in on particular subject matters and make sure you understand the language and the terminology that is being used to describe and discuss some of these things. Yeah, most definitely. And you mentioned Twitter, which is funny because Twitter gets a bad rap. Yeah. But, um, I want everybody to know that from the cybersecurity space, we carved out our own Twitter. <laughs> like yeah. we have our own Twitter, right? <laughs> we don't we don't deal with the Twitter with they they shooting each other and all yeah, no. that stuff, right? We yeah. have our own Twitter, so don't be don't be afraid to come into Twitter. Just stay on the cybersecurity side. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right go to the basement party. Stay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. There's like. I mean, you can start off with simple hashtags: Black Tech and Twitter, or yes. uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Black Techs or Blacks in Cybersecurity. If if you're uh -huh. into that, or just Cybersecurity, look and see. You know who who's out there posting. Follow. There's so much. I think we live in a time and age where there's just so much out there. It's almost too much. So. Yeah. <laughs> that becomes the problem is like, all right, well, how do I sort through that? But um, there's definitely a lot of content, a lot of thought leaders out there. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I have a question. Currently, as a cybersecurity student at WGU and working as system analyst, this is Nashuru. I hope I said the, uh, the name right. Do you think I can land an entry cybersecurity job? I guess they're saying after, I guess they're saying be coming from WGU. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's Western Governing Governor University. University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think so. I think anybody can get in this field if you have the altitude to be willing to learn and challenge yourself. And then also just remember, again, I'll point back to this, the people aspect. I heard, uh, I was on an interview one time and I got the job. And then later on, I heard the hiring manager say, you know, I really just want to hire people that I know I could sit next to on an airplane. <laughs> like, you're not going to annoy me. You're going to be personable. So like, yes, have the technical know-how, have the terminology down, but remember that this is people. Um, <laughs> this is a people's business. At the end of the day, we're doing cybersecurity to protect people. And in order to get into cybersecurity, you're going to need people. So it's a people's game. Yeah, it's a people, right? And um, 
Russell Eubanks, my buddy, he said, you have to find your community in cyber, right? Yes. Yes. 100% Russell. That's a good one. How do you, how do you feel about community? How do you find your community? Uh, Well, I think for me, it's become a, a little bit natural simply because of the environments I've already been in as far as, you know, working for a cybersecurity company, getting to network with my colleagues, um, building those uh, relationships and rapport with with folks. Um, So that's how my community was built. Um, I'm I'm not an expert and I won't pretend to be a recruiter or a hiring manager. Right. Say, you know, hey, this is exactly what, you know, you should do. I can only just give my perspective and what my background is. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, here's another question from uh, from LinkedIn. LinkedIn, they hide the usernames for some reason. Um, they said here that, is it more important to focus on developing my skills in a particular area of cybersecurity over just getting certifications? I love learning, but I keep getting advice that certs are everything. I would say that it it, it is good to have a good breadth of knowledge, right? Um, it, that's going to just open up the door for you um, in a lot of different scenarios where, you know, one company is looking for this, one company is looking for that. You know, someone might want you to be focused and very uh, skilled in vulnerability management where someone else may want you to be very focused in identity and access management. So I, I like to have a good understanding of all the basic concepts. But if you really want to like excel and become a thought leader, you're going to have to narrow that down into a particular uh, expertise would be my suggestion. And how do you go about doing that? You, you, you got to be hungry. You got to be a sponge. You got to be willing to absorb as much information on the subject as, as you can. And again, that goes back to, you know, getting involved with people who are in that industry, understanding what the topics are that, um, that are the current pain points in the industry. Um, what are organizations trying to solve? Um, looking, doing research on, you know, YouTube again, Udemy, whatever um, learning resources are out there, really just honing in on that particular subject if they have the content on it. Okay. I have a a statement or it was a question about the Black uh, Girls Hacking Village. Now, um, the, the Black Girls Hack is a organization, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Raymond, that helps basically what it's saying, black girls hack, black girls get the technical and the soft skills needed to get into cybersecurity. Uh-huh. Right? It's ran by Tanisha Martin. We mm-hmm. had a village in DEFCON. Actually, I have the shirt on. <laughs> and um, we had a tremendous time good time at DEFCON. DEFCON is like, you know DEFCON, right? Yes. DEFCON is like the, our mecca for cybersecurity geeks, right? And professionals. 
uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of us there, mm. right? For yeah. resources, for advertising, you know, I know that when I started out, DEFCON wasn't introduced to me. Mm. Like, hey, you got to go to DEFCON. It was more of, oh, wow, that's thing happening over there in Vegas. You know, I'm not a part. I didn't feel I was a part of that. Right. So so we're we're trying now to change that for us to add more diversity, to to include us in in those in those uh, meetings, conversations and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah. So that that that. That was on um, Black Girls Hack in DEF CON. I just wanted to, I, I know we veered off a little, but I wanted you to know about that, right? Sweet. Um, good one, Ernest. I like how you said how lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how lit, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was it was very lit. And hopefully we could get you to talk next year, maybe, right? Oh man, I would be open to it. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. Be open to it. You and AJ, that'll be awesome. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So there's another question. Let me see if there's another question out there. Oops. Oh, it was just saying they love the question. It, there's a statement here. This is where I was a mentee. Oh, great. That that, that was my next question mentor Mm. did you have a mentor wow yeah no like i um i i've i'm a huge advocate of having a mentor um when i was at tripwire one of the things i did was i first off i I led their diversity equality and inclusion program so kick that off and a part of that program, there was the birth of the Tripwire Mentorship Program. I am a 100% advocate of having a mentor, finding someone who can show you how to navigate, show, introduce you to the right people. And yes, I've had several mentors throughout the, throughout the uh, extent of my career. And one of the good things about it is like, as you grow, your mentors have to evolve and yeah. to find new, new mentors that are familiar with the challenges that you have. But yes, mentorship is 100% uh, necessary if you ask me on uh, being successful and getting into the right conversations. Do you have mentees yourself? Yes, 100%. Um, Keenan Lewis, he's one from the uh, cyber, what is that, uh, City of Refuge, and he, he just landed oh, his... City Refuge. Yep, he just landed his first uh, cybersecurity gig earlier this year, and I'm ex- extremely uh, proud of him. I mean, we were just talking this time last year, maybe September of last year, where he was trying to get his foot in the door, and um, I've been extremely um, excited to watch him and grow um there's a few others out there i may not name but yeah Mm -hmm. definitely um i have mentees and even have mentors um it's such a pleasure to work with aj directly because i mean every time this man speaks is he's dropping jewels he's giving useful Mm -hmm. information we had a one-on-one last week and i you know it was so refreshing because when i left that conversation I was encouraged. I was fired up. I was ready to go and tackle the next thing. And that's what I would say a mentor would uh, do for anyone that was looking or considering having a mentor. Right. Now, how, how did you find your mentor? It was at work. It was a coworker or. 
um, wow. organization through LinkedIn? Like? Um, yeah. So mine pretty primarily came from work. Um, my very first mentor was my economics teacher from high school. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, which was which was really fun. Um, yeah, he was my economics teacher. We ended up building a, a photography business together. And um, after, after I left high school and like he, he kind of helped me understand, you know, how to be an adult and a black man and navigate, you know, corporate America and yeah. and how, how to get those things going. And, you know, as I really grown and got into my niche in IT and cybersecurity, I've had to find additional mentors through, you know, reaching out and asking. Um, I remember at Hewlett Packard just at talking to my direct manager, uh, Daniel uh, Johnson there, um, you know, hey, I'm hungry. I want to learn. I don't want this to just be a job. I want to get in here. I want to understand and I want to move my career forward. And I think just having that um, that hunger and willingness to learn will attract the appropriate mentor. Um, people typically like to share what they've learned. And um, if you ask and you make yourself you know, available for her being a mentee, oftentimes you'll get a positive response. Mm, that's that's uh, yeah, that's awesome. All right. So now I have a question in the audience from, again, LinkedIn. Don't show the user uh, uh, for you guys over at LinkedIn. Put your name in the chat so we know who you are, right? Um, the question is, are there any well-known or reputable entry-level cybersecurity apprenticeships? I would not have the answer to that. Mm -hmm. I prefer to you, Professor. Okay. And does Bite Check, do they give apprenticeships? Yeah, so um, I know AJ has brought on interns before in the past. Um, I definitely think it's always worth uh, conversation and reaching out. Um, he has an altitude for making sure that people get their foot in the door and get the start mm -hmm. that they need. So it's just a matter of reaching out, making yourself visible, and showing that you're interested. Okay, and where do they? Where do you guys find your interns? Um, I, I have not specifically participated mm -hmm. in like the recruiting of internships, but I would encourage people to make sure that their brand is together online as far as their LinkedIn, your Twitter, um, you're talking about the things that interest you and that you want to be in and then reaching out to, you know, someone at Bite Check for, you know, consideration. Okay. And what do your... Um, you know, we're talking about how to find them, but what do they actually do? Like uh, a, a your what what does an internship uh, uh, intern actually do? Oh wow, um, I, it it'll all depend on whatever role it is. Um, you know, cybersecurity is so wide. Like you could be an intern in cybersecurity sales, <laughs> um, never really actually, you know, uh, coding or doing threat analysis, or you could be an intern in cybersecurity, customer success management. Um, right. there's, there's so many different roles in this field that you'd really have to, you know, narrow that down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Now for internships, this is starting to, this is a new thing for technology, mm -hmm. right? Having 
interns, having apprenticeships. This is new as a program. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always there, but you know, it's like, okay, let me let me bring up one or two people in from my college. But now, as a program, as a structured program, it's it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Right in the last maybe five years or so, it really picked up. Um, so now the big the big companies, Bank of America, uh, for instance, you know they. They're having internship programs. They're taking it a little bit more serious. Uh, it's leading to jobs before internships was just something to do, right? But now it's leading to jobs. Uh, so that LinkedIn user, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, look, start looking at these companies now. You can Google internships. They're, they're kind of posted like jobs now. Right. So you could Google that and apply for it. Most of the internships worth any salt you would apply for. Mm. Right. So um, take that in consideration, too. If you're not applying for it, then be kind of weary of the internship. <laughs> you know, if they like, OK, good. You start today <laughs> while on your way, pick up a couple of bagels and uh, and Starbucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. And most of the internships are paid and the big companies. Uh, Kevin had another question. He says specialization because um, his question is, okay, given entry-level cyber jobs are asking for experience in search like CISSP and GIAC, what advice, what is your advice to overcome these requirements. Yeah, yeah, this is what I see a lot, Raymond, that some of these entry jobs ask for high-level requirements. Mm-hmm. CISSP, you need five years yeah. of work, of of verifiable mm-hmm. work experience, right, before you can get that cert. So, you know, I see that, uh, like Kevin has seen that on entry-level jobs. What's your advice about that or your feelings about that? Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of talk going on around like organizations claiming that things are entry-level, but you need like <laughs> tons of experience to really get in the door. Um, one of the things I would suggest is if this is something that the organization is looking for, I would study the material. Um, like I, I mentioned earlier, like I when I first wanted to get an IIT, I went and got a A plus book and I studied it. I've never took the A plus exam, but I'm very confident and familiar with a lot of the language. Right. So once you understand the language and the concepts, then it's all around getting in front of the right person. So I would say, make sure you understand the language, the terminologies, and then also network your way to talk to people, to get that FaceTime, even if it's just, hey, would you be willing to, you know, have a quick chat and exploratory call with me? Just putting yourself out there in that people first mindset. Like at the end of the day, there's a person there. Uh, We can be as professional as we want to be, but there's a human there. And if you can make that human connection, that can open up the door for you. Yeah, human connection, that's not told a lot. Right. Um, how, How would you do if you was to start today? Mm. How would you, because I know that when we started, 
half of this stuff wasn't even here. Oh, no, no, <laughs> you know, no, LinkedIn no. was just a thought, was just a startup. No, yeah. Right? I, mean, I, I, I was saying this to someone else before. I was like, wow, there's just so much more available now. I was so hungry and desperate to like get into the field back in the day. It was so hard. And I look now and I see so many more opportunities and programs that exist. Um, how, how would I start if I had to start today? Um, it, uh, again, it's going to be, I think, trying to get in front of the people, network and show interest. Um, you, you've got to connect with people that are in the position and that are in the field that you want to be in. Reach out to them. Offer, you know, offer yourself as a person that's willing to learn and also someone who's willing to add value. Yeah. So, yeah, you put a lot of emphasis on that. That's that's good. That's good. I don't see that being done. Right. Uh, so now what uh, do you go to um, any conferences or any meetups or anything like that? Uh, well, You're from the Atlanta area, right? Yes, I'm from Atlanta area. I currently live in Miami now. I've been in Miami. Oh, you live in Miami. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been down here <laughs> three and a half, four years. Um, not, not really so much just recently, um, simply because there was the pandemic and where things are just now kind of opening back up. I'm yeah. looking forward to um, getting into more <laughs> in-person networking events as things begin to shore up again. Oh, yeah. You have any in mind? Oh, wow. Um, there, there's AWS re-event, I think, coming up. In oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm definitely curious around that. Um, I'd like to get to RSA next year. <laughs> um, oh, yes, RSA. Yeah, so th those are some of the ones that come top of mind. Okay. Now, where do you see cloud going? And um, how can our community, right, mm -hmm. start to take advantage of those opportunities? Wow. Um, so where do I where do I see cloud going? I think cloud is becoming the new norm um, there. You know, once upon a time, I can remember being, you know, in, in circles where it's like, hey, people are migrating to the cloud. Now it's like everybody's starting off in the cloud. And if you have on prem, you're probably doing it wrong or you need to be very uh, well capitalized. <laughs> to support that, You know, so definitely cloud is the way to go. Um, I, I think. There's lots of ways to take advantage of it from different perspectives. If you want to be in the business and land a role where you're supporting cloud and you, you're, you know, a part of that whole tech infrastructure piece of it where you, you understand how to set up and, and navigate all the different cloud providers, I think there's going to be tons of opportunity and room there as things continue to go in that direction. And then there's also like the other piece, like there's cloud technology and I'm sure there's somebody on this uh, podcast that's listening that maybe has a, a niche for entrepreneurship with cloud technology. There's also that aspect where we can now launch and build things and get things into uh, customers and prospects hands at an extremely accelerated rate um, versus, you know, five or 10 years ago. I would say so. It just depends on if you're looking for the opportunity to join an organization, I would say learn the cloud providers, learn how they work, 
um, understand the terminology. If you're looking to just take advantage of the whole cloud movement, you and maybe you have more of an entrepreneur mindset, I think that, that now is the best time than there's ever been um, to take advantage of the resources and get some products out there. Um, that's great. Is there any re, uh, resources you would uh, recommend to those uh, breaking into cyber? Well, I, I, I always try to tell people, like, if you want to understand cybersecurity, I'd say start off with, like, OWASP Top 10. Make sure you understand those. Like, that, I think that gives you a good foundation on, like, all the different variations of where things could go wrong for organizations. Um, you can find a lot of resources on that online, um, anywhere you search, Google, YouTube, uh, you name it. Right, right, right. Oh, we got another question uh kevin said uh say i get a mentor what is the best way to use their time as i am beginning to learn about cybersecurity, it is hard to know what information i should know that's easy and what's hard to explain even for a professional uh, i'm, I'm rereading that <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> what's the best way to use their time um it's deep, right? Yeah, I would I would say be open, be open about where you are, and ask for their advice. Um, I, I think I heard a quote like, "If you want to do, get into something, find a mentor and follow exactly what they say." Let the, like that same that same speech cap that same question I would pose to my mentor. I would say, "Hey, I understand that your time is valuable, mm -hmm. and I really want to make sure I get the best out of this." Um, where, in your opinion, do you think I should be focusing? And, and kind of watch where that conversation leads you. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll point you in the right direction after they find out what your interests are. Mm, that's that's deep, right? Yeah, ask that to your mentor. That <laughs> is a great, yeah, that's a great point. Set that stage, right? Yeah. Um, I see as being a mentor. Sometimes you. You give them steps to do, and they don't do them. Right. In a way that's wasting the mentor's time. Right. Right. So you want to make sure that your mentor, whoever your mentor is, you don't waste their time. Right. Um, not not just best way to use their time. When, when when they give you things to do or give you a certain advice, you execute. Right. You move on it quickly. Right. When when they connect you to resources and other people, you follow through quickly. Right. Right. Yeah. OK. More questions. OK. So, uh, Raymond. Yes, sir. What is your your next move? Is Are you looking next technology or. Oh, well, yeah, I, I'm extremely interested in staying in the cloud security space. Um, uh -huh. I want to continue to build great products that solve people problems. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for what we're doing here at Bike Check and where we're going with our version two platform that's going to be uh, available here shortly uh, before the year's out. And um, I, I just see myself staying in this field where I'm taking these 
complex cloud problems, demystifying them and making them simple for people to understand, use, and take advantage of. Right. No, that's great. Cloud security is new, actually, <laughs> maybe a couple of years old, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as a, you know, a framework and, and all that now is something, have you looked at any cloud security certifications? Yes, I'm, I'm actually interested in, uh, I've, I've started kind of brushing up on, a, I think it's a, a C, CSSP, so like cloud yeah. security yeah. specialist. Professional, or I forget the acronym, but yes. Yeah, yeah. The CCSP from uh, IC Squared, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's one. There, there, there's also a other, another organization that just built on cloud security. It's called uh, uh, Cloud Security Alliance. Oh, yeah, heard yeah. Of them? Yes, I have, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, they have a great... Um, um, that's something you should look into probably be part of their working group, mm-hmm. you know, and help them build that too. They have a certification called the C, I think it's the CCSK. CCSK. Yeah. I've actually yeah. seen that. I've actually yeah. seen that. Yeah. Take a look into that and, um, join, you know, jo- join their, their working group on uh, Sean Harris. He's, 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 um, part of putting those certs together. Right, I can I I can link you with him. I would appreciate that, Professor. Yeah, 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 it'd be good to bring some people that are in the field, vendors that are in the field, to be part of the play. You know, on developing those certs. I think in some of the certs, that's what's missing. Vendors are not involved. You know, um, people in the field are not really involved in building those certs. Mm. So those starts become dry after a while, right? I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we have a couple of more minutes. Any closing thoughts, Raymond? This was a great interview. Thank you for coming. Right. Um, I'd say final thoughts. Um, if I was talking to anyone like on a one-on-one basis, one of the things that I'd always try to articulate is that. I'm a firm believer in manifestation. And if you can have a positive outlook and attitude and see yourself where it is you want to be, um, I, I believe the sky is the limit there. So that's what my final piece of advice would be. Oh, you're doing some uh, some Tony Robbins on us. Nah, <laughs> not really. Some, okay, okay. Manifestation. What do you mean by that? Um, Really, you know, using your, your your cognitive agility to picture the outcome you desire, and emotionally connecting with you know the role that you see yourself having, the, mm. the, the salary you see yourself having, the, the the being the provider for your family that you see yourself having, being able to walk in that even before you have it, and feel that and connect with that emotionally has tremendously uh, it changed my life and provided me so many opportunities that I do not honestly believe would be capable without that secret uh, (laughs) technique there. Oh, that is the manifestation. That is the be emotional, (laughs) get emotional, right? Connect with the reality that you want. Yes. Connect with the reality that you want. That is deep. Thank you, Tony. 
<laughs> you know, which which uh, tape we have to buy? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> which book we have to buy? No, that's that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, and that is a beautiful. Before we leave, mm-hmm. let's see if anybody has any questions. If not, we'll we'll end it for today. Um. Yeah, I don't see any questions in the audience. Anybody has any questions for Raymond before we close out? If not, um, thank you, Raymond. This was awesome. Definitely. Um, I, would, I, would, I would definitely like you to come again. Um, so you have a nice weekend. Everybody, thank you for coming. Have a nice weekend, and we'll see you next week, next Friday. Thank you so much, Professor Rogers.